Hey friends, it's your host, Brittany Tugas. Here on the show, I teach you how to prioritize your well-being using both my personal experiences and tips and tools I've learned along the way. I dive into all things mental and physical health while keeping it real and raw, just like we'd have a conversation in person. My goal is to educate you to take control of your life and dreams and be the best hype girl you've ever had. So pull up a seat and get ready to roll. This is the Miss Brit Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Miss Brit Podcast. I am so excited for this episode because these are things that have helped me time and time again, and I hope it can help you too. This episode is about my top three anxiety coping methods. Anxiety has run its course in my life for honestly as long as I can remember. Even growing up, I hated sleepovers. I had a lot of separation anxiety from my family. I didn't like going without my parents for a long amount of time, and even just going for a short amount of time, I needed to know that there was a way out and that I could come home if I wanted to immediately. Um, I really had a hard time doing anything that I didn't know exactly was going to happen, and even now, I don't like not planning ahead for something. But back then, it was really a struggle. Um, it was a really big struggle. And in fourth grade, I got an official diagnosis uh, because I didn't want to go to school at all. And I'm someone that loves school. Even now, I love school. But I was missing weeks on end. And, you know, there's truancy court because, you you know, you're in fourth grade. You have to attend school. But every day, it was just like the world was going to end. Something terrible was going to happen. And it was just really scary for a while. And so I started seeing a therapist in fourth grade, got diagnosed with anxiety, and since then have had multiple therapists and things that I have tried to do to overcome anxiety. Today, I function with it so much better than I did back then. And it doesn't debilitate me the way it once did. And the times where it does, where I have really bad panic attacks, which are only once in a while now, um, I'm a lot better equipped to handle it. Um, I've learned a lot of helpful things along the way. And so for this episode, I thought I'd share some of my best methods for coping with you all in case maybe you're struggling or you know someone else that might be struggling. Um, I hope this helps you. So let's dive in. I just want to give a quick disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I cannot diagnose you with anxiety, nor can I tell you for sure what will work for you. These are just methods that help me, and I'm offering up some suggestions. You do not have to take them if you do not feel aligned to, but I hope this helps you either way. So, first off, anxiety has a type of energy around it. It is nervous energy. It is fear of the unknown. And regardless of if you're super into energy and spiritual things, anxiety is a type of energy you feel in your body. I think we can all, anyone that's experienced some type of anxiety, that shaking, that nervous overall feeling um, is a type of energy. It's not a fun energy. It doesn't feel great. It's not like when you get a huge rush of adrenaline on your favorite roller coaster ride or anything like that. It's, it's totally different. Um, however, it is the same feeling as excitement. So while it doesn't feel exactly the same in the moment, that shaking nervousness, I compared it to 
adrenaline on your favorite roller coaster and it's actually the same it just doesn't feel the same because you're not thinking I'm on my favorite roller coaster you're thinking that the world is ending right but what's interesting is that it truly is the same feeling as excitement your body cannot tell the difference so we can use that to our advantage which brings me to the first coping method um, which is dance or intentional movement now this can come in many different forms but my point being is that when you start to feel anxiety and nervous about a situation or about something in general you can turn it into excited energy and just rewire your brain to be like I'm not anxious I'm excited about this thing and it's 100% easier said than done I will not sit here and pretend that it happened for me overnight however Especially in situations of, for example, a job interview, when you're really nervous, if you're nervous about talking to people or you're nervous about talking in front of people, if you have to give a presentation or something, those are the good times to start trying to use it for excitement because it's a little bit more believable. Instead of saying, oh, I'm I'm so nervous about this, I'm shaking, I don't know how to talk to people, I'm going to freeze up. You can say, I'm really excited about this job interview and all the opportunities that it's going to give me. So I'm just, you know, shaky and hyped up because I'm really excited and want to get this job. Or I love what I'm talking about in this presentation and I really think people are going to be impressed. So I'm just jumping for joy over here. And you're changing the movement into something positive. You know, when you're really excited about something, and I might be the only one that does this, but I dance around or I'm moving or I'm a little jumpy, like up on my tiptoes a little bit um, anytime I get excited. So it would make sense that the same things are happening a little bit when I'm nervous, excited about a job interview or about a presentation or about having to do something for the first time that maybe I'm excited about, but the nerves are still coming in. So it would make sense that those movements are excited because for me, that's a natural response. So dance and movement is something that fully like releases that nervous energy and turns it into something different. Your body can't be in full-on panic attack mode and dancing at the same time. Now, granted, when we get into panic attacks, which I'll probably do at a later episode, um, it's obviously a little bit harder to fully bring yourself out of that in the same uh, time frame that you could just calm anxiety. Um, So that's going to be a little bit different. But... Either way, if we can catch these nerves before they turn into a panic attack, before they turn into something bigger, and rechannel it into something else, that's going to really benefit us in the long run. So now we talked about rethinking the nervousness of a job interview or a presentation and just changing how you speak to yourself. I'm excited about this thing for X, Y, and Z reason. Now, if you're starting to get into that anxiety, like spiraling thoughts, the reason that dance or intentional movement helps is because it just quick changes what your body's doing. All of a sudden, it can't focus on the thing you're anxious about because it's like, what are you doing? Why are you moving? What's happening? And it changes its focus into something else. 
and puts its energy towards the movement that you're doing. So for me, dance is really easy because it comes naturally to me and it's something that I could put on any song and start dancing to it. And I'm gonna use a Grey's Anatomy reference here. I don't know if any of you watched that show, but when Christina and Meredith dance it out, that is what I do. And notice when when they dance it out, it's never like this full-on dance routine. I mean, it totally can be if that's something that feels right to you. And for me, sometimes it definitely is. But also most of the time, it is just this free movement and just being intentional with letting everything go. They move side to side, they move in weird, quirky ways, and they like throw their heads back and forth, and they flip their hair, and they're just super into the moment of dancing and suddenly the things that have been bogging them down which is a lot if you watch the show um kind of floats to the wayside for the time being and for the duration of the song that they're dancing for um and it's kind of the same thing with with this and with anxiety is just dancing out that movement and letting it go and letting it flow out of your body. And if it's not dance, if you're someone that's like, mm, I don't really know if that's for me, going for a walk can work. Doing a quick workout, doing some stretches um, is really, really helpful because it's all movement and it's letting things leave your body And you think about it, when you go to the gym or when you go for a walk, if you're outside in nature or when you're stretching, you're focusing on those things and you have less time to focus on the anxiety and the ways that it's holding you back. Um, And really, most of the time, our anxiety is just this fear of the unknown or the fear of what if, what's going to happen. And if we can channel our energy into something else and focus on that, it creates a calm within our minds and allows us to focus on the task at hand and let go of the anxiety um, that's that's holding us back. And I do want to make a side note, and like I said, I'll make an episode about panic attacks later, but another thing I want to say is these are coping methods, and coping means in the moment when you need to get out of an anxious state. These are not replacements for things like therapy and trauma work and things like that, because you have to do the real work behind that to fully release the things in your mind. But these are coping methods for like in that moment when everything feels too hard and you're before a presentation or before a big test or you're nervous about trying something new. Um, these are for those moments when you're not going to drop in, into a therapy session right before you give a big presentation. Um, I wish that was how it worked because I love my therapist, but it's not. So these are for the time being. So I just want to throw that out there because I am a huge advocate for therapy and for really diving deep into that. So these are not replacements for that. Um, again, I will eventually get into a episode, an episode about all of that. Next up on this coping method list is to have an early night and watch a comforting feel-good movie. I, for one, am a sucker for any movie that is dramatic, that brings me to tears. I the, the joke I always make is that if a movie doesn't make me cry, it's not a good movie. Because, I'm not kidding, I have never encountered a genre of movie that didn't make me cry. Unless it was something scary, but honestly, sometimes even in those movies I cry because I won't watch the like super scary movies that's just not for Britney, but 
anything that's like relatively scary, but they have, you know, one of those scenes that's heartfelt or something. I don't know. I cry. That is my major emotional response to everything. So I love all those types of movies. Um, No doubt, feel-good and comfort movies will also make me cry, but they will make me cry in a good way and in an emotional, therapeutic release type of way. So when I am feeling super anxious and struggling and I just feel like I've had a long day and that everything just feels heavy, I like to make it an early night. I like to not try and stay up late because my thoughts just keep racing and it makes it harder to fall asleep when I'm finally ready to go. So I'll try to wind down early. I might eat dinner a little bit earlier. I will take a shower or a bath um, and make it a real intention to slow down super, super early. Um, And early doesn't have to be the same for me as it is for you. If you don't usually go to bed till two o'clock in the morning, Uh, While I don't recommend that in general, maybe early for you is like 11 o'clock. For me, 11 is usually my cutoff time and that's late for me in general. So usually like 10. So if I'm going to have an early night, I'm usually sitting in bed and relaxing by 7 or 8 p.m. That might sound astounding to some of you, but I am a morning person. I am not a nighttime person. So you do what works for you. However, My point to to slowing down and and ending the day early is just giving yourself enough of that wind down time so that if it does take you a little bit to fall asleep or if things do feel hard, it's not five o'clock in the morning by the time you fall asleep. Rather, it's 11 o'clock, midnight, maybe 1 a.m. And you're still getting a little bit more sleep than you would have if you went to bed at your normal time and had all these anxious feelings. So again, I like to eat a little bit early, shower or take a bath, um, braid my hair, usually calms me down because just the the repeating method of it, I guess. Um, I'll do a face mask or I'll just take a lot of extra time washing my face, putting on moisturizer, doing whatever I need to do. Um, And if face masks and things aren't your type of thing, that's fine. I more just mean whatever it is that your nighttime routine is, take it slow and do some really intentional breathing with it. That way you're just conscious of the good things and of the routine. A lot of times anxiety can come from being out of our routine or feeling like we're not in control of something. So when you take things that are already a part of your routine and you slow them down and you focus on them, it reminds you that you do have control of those things. And it kind of resets your brain. It's like, okay, I know that I wash my face and I read a book before bed and, uh, you know, I get into my favorite pajamas and just really make it a good experience for yourself. Then... While normally I try not to watch a lot of TV before bed uh, because it usually keeps me awake, when I'm in this type of state, I will try to maybe read 10 pages of a book or something and then I'll sit in bed and find a uh, movie that just makes me feel really good. Something that I've watched plenty of times that's predictable, that I already know exactly what's going to happen. I'm talking the cheesy Disney princess movies, 
Princess Diaries, Ice Princess, um, Lizzie McGuire movie, things like that, that just, you already know it's going to happen, and you already know that you like it, and it ends well, and even sometimes I will skip over the, like, conflict in the movie, because I'm, like, I am too anxious to deal with this, even though you know it's going to happen, it's one of those things where I'm just, like, I don't want any negativity right now, so I just skip those parts, and I go to the amazing performances at the end, or whatever else it is, um, and it doesn't have to be a movie. It can be a TV show. Gilmore Girls is a really comforting show that I watch a lot, uh, that I've seen the whole thing of. I already know what's happening, but it brings me comfort and joy to watch it. Um, I know that uh, Friends is a really popular one. I haven't seen all of Friends. I Don't come for me because I just have too many TV shows that I need to watch. So Friends is on the list, but it has not happened yet. However, Whenever I was um, not feeling well or if I was anxious when I was younger, I would go sit in the living room because I didn't have a TV in my room. So I would go sit in the living room and turn the TV on. And typically at that time of night, Friends, reruns of Friends was on. So I would watch that. So I do like the show. I just have not seen it start to finish. I couldn't tell you all the things. So I'm sorry for my <laughs> my Friends fans. But um, anyway having that early night and having that feel-good movie puts you back into control of your situation, gives you a routine, and gives you something else to focus on. So that is method number two. Hey friends, it's your host, Brittany here. I'm taking the moment to interrupt your podcast, I hope you don't mind, to tell you about my new ebook release, 30 Days to Your Best Self, The Ultimate Guide to Building Habits, Affirmations, and Self-Reflection. This book is a do-it-yourself, fill-in-the-blank ebook to help you kickstart your next level. This book is for those of you who are still trying to figure out your goals or are in the beginning stages of them and need a format to hold yourself accountable and keep track of. 30 Days to Your Best Self gives you actionable steps to work on this new you without feeling too overwhelmed to do it. The book will get dropped right into your inbox to get you started. Click the link in the description of this episode or head on over to the link in my Instagram bio to purchase your copy of the Best Self book today. Now back to the episode. And finally, my last coping method, breathing exercises. This is probably the one that gets overlooked the most because your immediate reaction is, I know how to breathe. And trust me, I feel you. I I know growing up, my mom always just said to breathe, 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 just breathe. And it drove me nuts because what do you think I'm trying to do, right? When you are in panic attack mode or when you feel anxiety coming on, it's hard to breathe. So you know you're fighting for that breath anyway. But I don't mean just taking a breath or focusing on actually breathing. I mean actual breathing exercises that are intentional that you have to focus on. And if you notice in every method that I've talked about, I talk about actually focusing on something because your whole goal is to get your mind off of the thing that's making you anxious. So if you can shift your focus and have something that you're intentionally looking at, then you're not thinking about all of the anxiety or you're at least thinking about it less. So breathing exercises are extremely good for your body in general. Even in times that I'm not anxious, I am breathing intentionally every single morning. I do meditation 
and meditation doesn't have to be, I feel like there's a lot of woo-woo um, nuance around meditation because people think you have to sit in a certain position for 30 minutes and you breathe and you maybe fall asleep and that's it. And that's just not true. Meditation doesn't have to be perfect. Um, if it did, not so many people would do it. Um, so if you, and this is, I guess it's just a side note, but if your mind strays when you're meditating or anything like that, you just bring your focus back gently. It's not anything that you need to be afraid of or mad at yourself for. Uh, anyway, I digress. We can get into meditation another time. But I do breathing intentionally every single morning when I do meditate or even when I just wake up, when I first sit up and I'm stretching in the morning, I'm taking full deep breaths and focusing on the breath out and just focusing on the breath. Um, and the the reason this helps so much is because it regulates your body and its nervous system. And when our body is, when our nervous system is irregulated, that's what causes the anxiety. That's what causes the panic. And so breathing is one of the easiest ways to bring that system back down to its natural state. Um, if you haven't heard of it, I would highly recommend the book Breath by James Nestor. He is someone that studied literally the art of breathing and chewing and how we speak and everything for I think almost a decade before writing this book or, you know, to write this book, I think maybe he, um, while he was researching and everything, kept writing it. And then so many years later, he published it. And he is someone that struggled with sleep apnea and a lot of breathing problems. And he wanted to get to the bottom of it and think about uh, what happened in ancient times, why we didn't have all these autoimmune diseases or why back then people really didn't have sleep apnea like where did it all of a sudden come from and surprisingly it all rooted back to breathing I'm not kidding this book literally blew my mind and it's available in an audiobook if you don't like physically reading it but even if you get audio I highly recommend having the actual book so you can look at it and highlight certain parts uh, because it was just truly amazing. He went back to um, with different researchers from different times and studied things from ancient times, and it really all rooted in breathing and how we breathe, first of all, too much through our mouths. Um, even the chewing that he talked about, it was talking about um, back when our ancestors, you know, the things they ate were a lot harder and crunchier, and so it exercised their mouths more and set up their teeth to be better aligned and set up their mouth to have more room and thus it was easier for them to breathe. Um, and so the reason I'm diving into all of that is simply trying to show the importance of breathing correctly. Uh, too many times we're taking too short of breaths or too long of breaths for certain things or sometimes we're not breathing at all. I don't know if you ever notice where you'll be sitting still and suddenly you go, and because you're you're not breathing or you weren't breathing sufficiently enough for a minute because you're not focusing on it. And obviously you don't want to focus on your breath 24-7 because that can be difficult. But the art of intentional breathing and breathing well um, is really important. So I highly recommend that book. I'm not going to dive too much into it because I will just spiral because I, I really, really enjoyed it and thought it was fascinating. Um, but I will recommend it. And um, so back to the actual method. 
something simple you can do, I look up uh, breathing for panic attack on YouTube, or I'll look up anxiety breathing exercises. And there's literally videos where you follow the geometric shapes that open up, and you breathe in with it. And as the shape collapses, you breathe out with it. And there's ones that are five minutes long, 10 minutes long, etc. And it allows you to just follow along. You don't have to think about it yourself. You just watch the video and you follow along with it. And it regulates your nervous system, bringing you back down to a normal uh, energy. So you can do those. You can search breathing exercises for anxiety. And you can type in like five minutes if you want. Because I know sometimes when I first started researching meditation, for example, there were these like 30-minute videos that came up. And I was like, absolutely not. I will never get through that. So I would just search um, simple meditation, five minutes. And all these recommendations came up. And I was like, okay, I can do five minutes. And eventually I was able to do 10. And eventually I was able to do 15 and 20 Uh, And even now, I do five minutes a lot of the time because that feels like what my brain can handle. And you'll know when you can do it more or do it less, however it is. And just that simple nature of being intentional about it and focusing on breath is really, really helpful in the moment and a really helpful uh, thing to do just in general every single day, even if it's just for five minutes. It's retraining your body and teaching it to regulate itself rather than relying on external uh, things to do it for you. So those are my top three coping methods for anxiety. I hope that you found something helpful within this episode, even if it's not a cure. These are just, again, suggestions of things that have helped me And so hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully you'll read that book or dance it out. And if you do, if you read the book, get the book. Um, If you have a dance it out session, (laughs) record it, post it on Instagram stories, tag me, and we can have a dance it out party together. I truly, truly believe that you are worthy of overcoming your anxiety and you have all the power in you to do so and it does not have to control your life. So I hope you all have a beautiful Friday and enjoy the nice weather. Uh, It is, at the time that I'm recording this, extremely sunny out and beautiful, and I'm going to enjoy some time outside, so you definitely should as well. I hope you have a great weekend and a great rest of the week. See you next time. Wow, you've just finished an episode of the Miss Brit podcast. Thank you. If you loved this episode, please screenshot it and share it to your Instagram story with the hashtag Miss Brit podcast and tag me so I can see. I'd be super grateful if you'd follow the show and leave a review so I can make sure I'm putting out the best content for you. New episodes are released every Friday, but if you just can't wait, head over to Instagram to connect with me there or check out my website, BrittanyTukas.com to look at all the things. Until next time, I hope you have an amazing day and remember you are strong, you are loved, and you are worthy of living out your dreams.